Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Folding the Cheese. This is your boy, Kemper Troll, hosting this pod today. Thank you, Ethan, for filling in for me. And special shout out to our boy, Jason Thurston. Great pod you guys did the other day. I am joined today, as always, it. by the Timon to my Pumbaa. Ethan. E, you guys, you guys crushed that that pod, man. I was really, uh, I was pretty stoked. I'm actually a little surprised I got my job back. <laughs> you know, there were uh, a lot of fan calls coming in saying, "Who? We don't need that Kemper guy anymore." Actually, no, there were zero. Uh, no, it's big shoes to fill, man. Jason did a great job. It was fun doing it with him. But uh, what'd you find out about Derrick Henry? Is he part cyborg? So let me tell you what happened there. So I went to go see Vrabel, and I was like, "Hey, I got some questions." Um, First off, I want to ask about Julio Jones, right? I mean, we want to figure out if this guy's ever going to play again. And then yep. we'll talk about AJ and his injury. And then I've got this other thing about the cyborg theory. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just go ahead real quick and just say um, yes to cyborg. Yes. But for the rest <laughs> of that stuff, before before I answer anything else, we got to chuck some beers. And I was like, cool, cool. I'll chuck obviously. beers with you, Vrabel, obviously. So we start chugging beers. Well, you know, like one thing leads to another. Like we never end up talking about Julio Jones. But what does happen is that was his plan. we wind up. That was his plan. We end up down on Broadway, you know, and Broadway's undefeated, as you well know. We go, we're <laughs> going out on Broadway. Nice. End up about two in the morning. We end up in the lobby of the Hampton Inn downtown. And I said, ooh, I got a great idea. We can just crash here. My buddy's done this before. We can crash here. I know the move. One of us has to be moving at all times. So <laughs> we'll do this little game. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we had a great night. It was fun. Memorable without any memories. That sort of thing. What did, uh, why, don't what did little, Vrabel, why don't you tell us a little story? I was going to say, what did Vrabel think of that strategy? It was what pretty, uh, pretty genius. You know, Vrabel's um, a guy who, who likes to find the loopholes in the rule book. He's a guy <laughs> who likes to do things unconventionally. He was he hella on board with that. I mean, I think he learned it from someone else I know, and that someone else yeah. being me. It's pretty ingenious. Yeah. Why don't you enlighten us all on that? You want to take a trip down memory lane, do you? I see. Yeah, I all right, to. well. Flashback to okay, how long you been married now? Trick question, huh? Nice, you tried to get me there. Twelve years. Twelve years. <laughs> twelve years. All right, sorry, that was a quiz. Jamie put me up to it, but uh, so yes, twelve years ago, it was at your wedding. So yes, it was in Nashville. That was my first time ever been after. Excuse me, first time ever going to Nashville. So first of all, great city. There's just so much going on, as you said, Broadway. Holy crap, like. You just walk two feet. There's a honky tonk bar, then more two feet, another honky tonk bar. So pretty spectacular. And the fact that we had your wedding reception in the Titan Stadium. So anyway, that was I digress. So yes, it was your wedding and um, a great event. I remember a lot of it. There are some I don't, but that also means it was spectacular. Uh, so yes, it was the night of your reception. Great time had by all. 
And uh, I was single at the time. So I was actually splitting a hotel room with uh, a couple friends who are obviously coming to the wedding with us. And um, everyone else had gone back to the room earlier. And I was still out. Uh, I think you were out for a while after the actual wedding. You and Jane were still partying pretty hard. Uh, but then there were, I'd say, a handful of us, maybe two or three who were still going. And then it got pretty late. So we eventually said, OK, we should probably stumble back to our rooms and go to bed. Uh, so I'm still in my full tux. You know, I got to stand up in your wedding. Great, great honor. And uh, so I'm still rocking the tux. It's probably about three in the morning at this point. And I come back to my room and I swipe my key and it's giving me the little red flashy sign. So I'm like, what the heck? Granted, I was not saying what the heck at the time. And I was also not very with it. Quiet. To say the you least. weren't very quiet either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so it, my key just wasn't working. So I was like, oh, I must have touched my phone to the key. And so it erased it. I'll just go back down to the lobby, get a new key. So I stumble back down to the lobby. The person working there just sees me coming up saying, oh, God. Uh, so I was like, oh, I, I accidentally deactivated my key. I, I need another one. Like, okay. So I got a new key. Go back up to the room. Same thing happens. So I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I must have done it again. So I go <laughs> back down to the lobby, get yet another key. So this is now key number three. Go back up. Still red blinky light. So I'm like, okay. I know I did not touch it to my phone this time. Again, still drunk, but. I was thinking relatively clear at this point. So I go back down to the lobby. I'm like, okay, what is happening? It's, and they said, all right, well, what color is it showing? Like, uh, it's blinking red. Oh, well, that means someone has locked it with the deadbolt from the inside. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> so I go back up. <laughs> Granted, now it's like 3.30. I literally am just banging on the door to the room saying, let me in, Harmon, Joe, let me in. <laughs> No one is coming to my rescue. So at this point, I just slink down in the hallway. I just start texting anybody in my phone at this point. Granted, this is before <laughs> iPhone. So I, it was the old, you know, you had to hit it three times for one letter. So that was a disaster. Oh, yeah. It was, it was probably 10 cents a text as well. Yeah. You spent $40 texting everyone in your network. And of course, no one was answering because it was 345 in the morning. So I stumble back down to the lobby like, I don't know what to do. And they're like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. So I just start to sit in a couch on the uh, in the lobby and I, I keep whipping up my phone, pretending like I'm or thinking, oh, someone will pick up. So I'm texting and then I start to pass out. I'm just like getting tired. It's really late. I've had a few beverages. And then and the person at the front desk says, sir, you can't sleep here. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not sleeping. I'm just texting <laughs> And again. Who's texting at four in the morning? So I start to fall asleep again. I'm like, sir, you can't sleep here. I'm like, oh, okay, I won't. So I get up from my seat and I'll like, oh, let's just go to a little corner where he can't see me. So I go to a different <laughs> chair in the lobby, start to fall asleep again. Sir, wait, what? Nope, sit still on my phone. Don't worry about it. I'm cool. So suffice it to say, the next thing I know, I am waking up. And to rays of sunshine blasting my face, I'm just hearing voices all around me, little children running around. I wake up. I am literally in an armchair in the lobby. Again, still in my full tux. I have no idea how or why I'm still here. And yeah, quite the uh, quite the wake up call in the well, yeah, lobby. Yeah. Everyone in the wedding party got to see you in that as well. Um, <laughs> uh, my mother-in-law got down into the lobby with my uncle, who was a doctor, and they saw you first and then uh, <laughs> she took pictures, which is fantastic. 
And then, well, okay, uh, wait, did, the, did the doctor did the doctor check to see if I was still living? I would hope that would be the yes. first instinct. Doctor checked your pulse, uh, Uncle Jimmy. He checked your pulse. He's alive. He's just very drunk and <laughs> passed out in the lobby in a full tuxedo. And then uh, my mother-in-law quickly grabbed a camera or phone. I don't remember and took pictures. And then the story became a legend. And um, it's, I mean, to this day, still one of the best wedding stories I've, I've heard, honestly. Man, uh, man, those lobby people. in the hotel lobby. The, that was the I mean, I think I, that I'm I was not, in a, I'm like a little weirded out. I kind of, I'm like a little upset with them that they were so mad at you because it's like clearly you stay, you were staying there. Like clearly you had yeah. a room, had and they're keys. just like, sorry about your luck, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm also more pissed off at the people who are sharing the room with. I mean, I was literally banging on the door, and I'm sure they were one of the random people I texted or called. But who knows at that point? Obviously, they should have not deadbolted the, the you don't need to deadbolt the door <laughs> if you're in a hotel room like you've got a, a key that only that key can open that door hey but i'm a little mad at your mom because i do recall her saying you know when i finally came to and was a little more with it in the morning she said i was invited to any family wedding and i and i doubt there have been no weddings in the past 12 years so where has been my invite that is fair that's totally fair there have been, I believe, two weddings since then. Only in two? My family. Okay. Only All two. Right. Um, and I didn't go to either of them. So I guess it's probably All why right. you didn't go to either of them. You would, have been, you would have been a plus one or plus two for sure. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a legend. Um, but I'll tell you what, probably not that dissimilar from a lot of other people's stories on Broadway, which oh, just man. another night at the Hampton Inn for them, probably, you know. Nothing I think new. my picture is still on the wall. Like, do not let in. It was. And that's what sparked the idea when I saw when Vrabel and I were there. I was like, Vrabes, you he know this guy? I do. I do. <laughs> he, he, you, you don't remember him from your time in New England? He's a big Pats fan. You probably know oh, him. Oh, yes. Um, all right. Let's 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 get to some football here and get this thing oh, right. rolling. That idea. That is what we're, that is what we're here for. Um, Start with last week's DFS. I had a good week last week. You had a not so good week. I started it cutting down the lead. It was a mediocre week. It was a, it was a fine week. week. Yeah. yeah. 116 points, not what you're shooting for. Um, you did all right, but you had a couple of duds. Derek Carr hurt you pretty bad. Um, yeah. I, I, I uh, had 154.2, so I cut the lead down to less than 50 points. Remember, you took that big lead after last week's blow up. Last week was big for me, uh, but not yeah. this current week. Woof. Daryl Mooney, come on, man. You had a huge week. I thought you were going to do it again, especially with Kemp's boy, Justin Fields. Come on. That's what murdered me. I had Zeke. I had Emmanuel Sanders. I had Dawson Knox. Those guys all balled out. And I'm um, very stoked about that. You were still up 3-2 to two in the weekly DraftKings as far as that's Holding concerned. On to though, that. so. I'm going to hold yeah. on to that for now. <laughs> I need this, Kemp. Let me hold on to it. <laughs> I mean, you're still up overall as well. You're overall. You're up like 45, 50 points. So. You're doing just fine, but I am cutting in the lead and I'm coming for you. And I got a good lineup this week. Can't wait to unleash it on you. You're going to be you're gonna be stunned by some of these folks. <laughs> if we were still doing uh, Harry Potter, if we were still doing Harry Potter, would you say I'd be stupefied? Maybe? I would say you'd be whatever that word I made up was, which was a spell or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, last week's sports book. I rebounded a bit here as well. I needed to badly after that, that donut finished three and one. 
Uh, I'm still stunned by that Chargers and Browns game. Good grief. I know you and Jay talked about it on Tuesday. The over under being 46 and the Brown or the Chargers score 47 by themselves. So, yee. I mean, good grief. I just thought the defenses would be stronger and I, I don't know what happened. I think they just got kind of got out of control and they're just like, screw it. We're just going to, just going to blow it out. I was pretty salty. I was, tell, I was texting you. It was pretty salty that fourth quarter within the last seven and a half minutes of the game. There were four touchdowns, and the guy I was playing, Towel, I was playing in our Yahoo League, had Kareem Hunt and Austin Eckler, and they had all four of the touchdowns. And I was yeah. like screaming at my phone, <laughs> "Stop scoring, Jesus!" All in the, that's one the of the two with a seven-minute span of four touchdowns, all for the other team. That's pretty brutal. And the Browns like carried Austin Eckler in on one of them. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah, what. I mean, come like there's like, hey, hang on, Kemp's <laughs> Kemp's going against him. Yo, yo, let's, let's not let's tackle the guy. Let's pull him into the end zone and make this thing more interesting. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I digress. I, I did hit on the Cardinals minus five and a half over San Fran. I did hit that Buffalo plus two and a half. Would have hit the money line. They they came out and and torched it. Uh, and I hit on the parlay as well, which is nice. Dallas over New York, Arizona over San Fran, Baltimore over Indianapolis, which. I was sweating oh, that one until, was, until was the end. You're probably you're probably trying to break things watching that game too. You owe Lamar Jackson a beer. I mean, who who was going to think like Indy's going to come up and just get up on a big lead over Baltimore like that? I just nowhere in my mind did I think that was possible. But you had to be happy NFL with that man. Jonathan Taylor 76 yard touchdown though. I was pretty stoked about that. Um, so he scored another one on the ground as well, and then uh, Michael Pittman, who I've been a fan of all year. I haven't been able to get him into my lineup that often. The dude is a stud, man. He just plays well. He's he's their number one option. As Wentz gets healthier, I think he's going to be a really solid wide receiver two type type player this year. Did you see that touchdown that he had? <laughs> yeah, he hulked somebody. I mean, he was straight up ripped the guy's helmet off, basically, to get that ball off. Like The ball was on the guy's helmet. Yeah, he was pass interfered with, still caught it over the guy's head, and still was able to get into the end zone. That was pretty impressive yeah. play. Like it was, it was money. He's a stud. They just gotta, you know, keep keep chucking it to him. Yeah. And maybe Ty Hilton coming back will will even free up some of the double coverage and make him even more of a stud. We'll see. Um, on the season, sportsbook wise, I am at nine and eleven. Not where I want to be, but not as bad as it was last week. Certainly made up some ground, and I would say I successfully flushed that turd. Uh, the, the good Jaylen job, Jalen. It's been it's been flushed. So moving on, moving on. Um, do it board. What we got going on over there? Do it, do it, do it. Yes. So we had a kind of uneventful week. Uh, we'll start with the running backs because both of them were injured. Uh, David Montgomery obviously is going to be out for next few weeks, but surprisingly, Chris Carson was also out, so he was a scratch. So uh, yeah, neither of our running backs got us any points for the do it bet board. So that was fun to watch. Going to the quarterback position, obviously you got Justin Fields. I got Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan continues to be doing well, man. I know you're hating on him, but and it, and it pained you to put him in the potential waiver pickups. But Matt Ryan's doing all right. You know, he finished last week. Uh, he got 27 fantasy points to Justin Fields, only having 11. So on the season, Matt Ryan has 106 points, and your Chicago rotation, who's mainly Justin Fields at this point, only has 36. So that's Yikes. kind of a yeah yeah not good. That's a little Matt Ryan away. has been. I will say Matt Ryan has been better than I thought he would be. Although it, it, I think if I were to split it out, 
on the spectrum, it's definitely that Chicago has been much worse than I expected. So yes. Um, yes. Cause Matt Ryan is not, I've never thought he's like a bad quarterback. He's definitely, he's aging and like, you know, he's losing some weapons and all that and their defense is bad. So he's going to chuck it. He's doing Matt Ryan stuff. I mean, he's always been like a, a serviceable quarterback stuff. and yeah. at times he's had like great years, but he doesn't run. So he's never anymore. He's probably not going to be a top 10 guy. My thought right. was like, Justin Fields does run and he can chuck it. And add those together and you're usually going to outscore the guys who just stand in the pocket, but they won't let Justin Fields play his game and they're content <laughs> on running the ball. And then, and you know, they're winning games. So I can't totally blame them there, but um, yeah, it's been frustrating to see. I don't know that they're, I don't yeah. know that he's going to get to open it up at any point, but maybe if they're losing games, you know, maybe this green Bay games, a, a get right for him. Maybe you get a shot, you know, playing from behind to chuck the ball. We'll see. I mean, they're going to be playing from behind a lot this year. So I think he'll have some opportunities. You'd think, uh, all right, so now moving to the wide receivers. This is the, the matchup to watch. Uh, it's been pretty good all year. So once again, you have C.D. Lamb and I have Chris Godwin. So last week it was pretty neck and neck. Uh, C.D. got you 18, basically 19 points, and Godwin's a little quiet, but still was able to get a solid 14. So on the season, Chris Godwin is leading C.D. Lamb with 58 points to C.D.'s 49. So hmm. great matchups in the running back and wide receivers uh, quarterbacks could be in a little bit of a runaway right now, but anything can happen. Obviously injuries can, and who knows, maybe just Justin Fields just let's loose. I wish they'd let him. How about that weekly do it that we had last week? We had Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs on my side. You had Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Coming in, out? that looks like a great matchup, but we knew it was going to be an awesome game. I mean, those two teams yeah. are offensively and, and the bills defense is, is pretty spectacular uh, in arrowhead. So we thought that might be a little bit of an equalizer, but man, bills looked good. Um, and they, and they showed why they should be the team to beat in the, in the AFC and, and hell, maybe the, even the whole NFL. Um, so once again, yeah, you had Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. I mean, Josh Allen wanted himself. He had 44 fantasy points. Stefan Diggs didn't do too much. He had two for 70 yards, but, uh, Mahomes and Hill could not compete with that 44 points. Mahomes got about 24 himself, and uh, Hill, I think, had 14. So you won that to do it bet with nice. Allen right. and Diggs. Chipping away, man. Chipping away. I dug myself a pretty big hole there at the beginning of the season. You did. So I, got some work, <laughs> I got some work to do here. I'm not looking forward. I'll tell you, I'm not looking forward to Buffalo coming to Tennessee on Monday Night Football and laying yeah. wood on the Titans. It's not, it's not going to be pretty. Not good times there. Uh, picks can pick them. So last week I actually led the pack. I had 12 right. Uh, we had three picks that were different. I took the Steelers. You took Denver. I took the Bills. You took Kansas City. And you took the Falcons. I took the Jets. Um, Steelers and Bills both won. Falcons, of course, beat the Jets. So I got a leg up on our different picks, and it was 12. Cut into Leslie's lead a little bit. She's still in, yeah. in the lead, but she's only up two games now. So uh, she's doing a great job, but... Just so you know, Jalapeno, I'm coming for you. Coming for you. Uh, what do you say we make some picks this week? Get it going. Let's do it. So in our first matchup, going tonight, we have the Tampa Bay Bucks visiting the Eagles. Brady versus Hurts, man. Brady versus Hurts. I know. I kind of feel like uh, this may have to end up being our do-it bet for the week because, you know, these are kind of our boyfriends. But um, That's true. I think it's tough for me to pick against the Bucks in this game. Too many weapons on both sides of the ball. Um, I think that the Philly Carolina game was kind of funny last week because Philly was just getting absolutely nothing going. I was texting you like Jalen Hurts has completed 12 passes for 32 yards or something. Was I mean, it was absolutely plan. insane. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, and then all of a sudden he starts running the ball in the second half and 
score two touchdowns on the ground and they win the game. Like not only was it like coming, I mean, they, they were not even moving the ball and just mm-hmm. came back and won that thing. So I think you can't really ever count them out entirely, but uh, I got to go Tampa here. Yeah. I mean, Tampa is obviously going on a short week, but so are the Eagles, uh, Brady's a little banged up his thumb, but he should be all right. I mean, the offense is in full click mode. Obviously Antonio Brown getting those huge reps last week. Uh, I think they're just going to overwhelm the Eagles. Jalen hurts is the wild card though. You know, he, as you saw in the second half of Carolina, he could just kind of go off and take it on his shoulders, do it himself. But I too am going Tampa. All right. So we've got another London game this week. We've got two uh, Florida teams. We've got the Jags and the Dolphins. It's going to be a real barn burner. One and four Dolphins against 0 and 5 Jaguars. What do you like here? I mean, I don't like either team, but uh, I'm going to go Dolphins just because the Jaguars are just a mess right now. Obviously, starting with the head coach and just they cannot put anything together. Although James Robinson has looked good himself. I think Trevor Lawrence is starting to settle in a little bit. He has shown some flashes, so shown some composure but they've just got too many holes and i know the dolphins aren't it's not like they're lighting it up themselves but Brissett has been competent man he's been doing all right back there i know they kind of got blown out by the bucks but it was still the bucks and they were just firing uh i'm gonna give the slight edge to the dolphins um they still have offense of talents they got some weapons waddle kasicki's coming into his own hell look at miles gaskin he might have earned himself a start so we he People, please let me know if I should play him at my flex. I'm still going back and forth, which is the sad part. So I think, unfortunately, I just have to go Dolphins. That's interesting. So, yeah, I was stoked to see Gaskin do something. I don't know if you can trust it. I know you and Jason talked about this some on Tuesday. Um, Other than him, I don't love anything about this Miami team. I really want to say the Jaguars can win this game. They have they've looked scrappy. They have they've been working like the Lions. They've been working toward that first win. And I really think on a team level, they'll win this game. The trouble, of course, is the distractions that Urban has has given them. And now all of a sudden that takes away from what they're trying to accomplish. And is that going to impact the team? That's the wild card for me. I'm going with the Jags. I think they are, they are moving in the right direction. And uh, right. they want that first win so badly. And I think, I think this is the week for them. How sad would it be if they get their first win on foreign soil? They can't even do it at home or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, they very well might be the only one they get in London. We left Urban at home. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next we got a divisional matchup. Your Chicago Bears at home versus the Green Bay Packers. Is Justin Fields going to do it? What do you think? God, you know what? I I, I keep saying it, and I'm just – it's just not going to happen. I'm going to go Packers here. I I wish they – and maybe, like I said, maybe if because they're losing, he gets to air it out and we can see what he's really capable of. They still won't let him run the ball. I don't yeah. understand it. I don't get it. So until that happens, I have no confidence in this team. They can run the ball as a team pretty effectively. But Green Bay's, I mean, you can't stop Aaron Rodgers. And the secondary for Chicago has not been impressive. Devontae Adams is just going to feast. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like for some reason, this game was giving me a little bit of a headache. And you know my stance on the Bears. I don't think they're very good at all. I'm not a big Fields fan. Anyway, but the Packers have been such a Jekyll and Hyde team this year. They should have lost to the Bengals last week. They should have. You know, they struggled with the Lions. They got murdered by the weird Saints. So this Packers team is so weird. You cannot predict where they're going. So that's why, you know, in Chicago, Green Bay is completely different when they're not in, in Lambeau. 
So, I mean, I'm still going with the Packers, but this is one where I might raise a little eyebrow and just be watching that a little bit closer just because it's not full confidence, but they're just so weird, man. It's so weird. Dude, I, I yeah, I totally agree. And I would say that the um, the Bears are going to try and control the line of scrimmage and keep this keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, which is a, a good strategy, right? If they can run the ball effectively with Williams and Herbert back there, and maybe the let fields run some here, if they can do that, they could potentially limit possessions for Green Bay, and then you know you get a, you get a couple of stops, and all of a sudden you got yourself a tight game. I see what you're yeah. saying. I think Green Bay. I think there's a different Aaron Rodgers in a divisional game than True. like an AFC matchup for whatever reason. I mean he he is such a he is such a um, mentally driven guy. Like he can get himself psyched up over anything. I don't know how he gets psyched up to play the Bengals. It just doesn't, I don't know. It's a weird matchup. doesn't mean anything like whatever this game. I think he's going to make sure that everyone knows he's the king of the NFC North. Quick side story. You're talking about getting yourself psyched up. Did we talk about, I mean, did you, you watched the last dance with the bulls and Jordan, right? Oh my God. Yes. What an incredible documentary. Did you remember that little side story he was talking about? Again, they were just talking about Jordan, how he can, he psychs himself up. He'll just basically tell himself a reason why to get psyched up. So they were playing the yes. bullets. They were the bullets at the time. And this rookie came in and uh, he scored, I think 30 or 35 in the game. And supposedly after the game, the rookie was saying like, Jordan can't guard me. I dropped all these points on him, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, Jordan puts that in his memory banks. And so the next time they play the bullets or maybe it was the wizards at the time, I don't know, regardless, Washington, next time we played them, uh, he's like, I'm guarding the rook. He's on mine. And I don't think the, the rookie scored more than eight points. But then and Jordan, I think, come- I think Jordan, I think Jordan scored 37 in the first half. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think yeah, he, he outscored like, that guy's entire game in the first half. That was part of his psyche. That was part of it. I think you're right. But the best part is after the game, they, they were interviewing the rookie. So, yeah. Why did you even say something like that to Jordan about the first game? He's like, I didn't say a word. I said nothing to that. I didn't say anything about Jordan or what I could do. Jordan literally made it up just to psych himself up to get that little mental edge. He did it himself. Like that's just the kind of extra that level. Next shit, level, <laughs> next yeah, right. level mastery, right? I mean, it's incredible. I, that was one of my favorite parts of that whole series. I totally agree. Yeah. I was just like, dude, this guy is on a different planet. I mean, we you knew and it. Also, we a little bit insane. Him. Like a little insane. A little bit insane. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, I think someone, uh, he, like you saw, it started seeing like a whole bunch of Kobe quotes. And Kobe just had a ton of great quotes and wasn't very similar to Jordan in these ways. And so, since his passing, we've seen a ton of Kobe quotes out there, and then you see Jordan quotes as well. And one of them I was laughing at was a Jordan quote was he wasn't passing the ball or something, and somebody's like, "There's no I in team." He's like, "There's an I in win." <laughs> so that's like, it was a great way to. He's like, "That's very Jordan," you know. But yeah, very true. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I think I think Rogers is he's got a screw loose as well, honestly. And so he's that same kind of guy where I think he can put a chip on his shoulder over anything. And I don't know, maybe that's just me reading way more into this than I need to. But that's kind of where my thoughts at. Uh, we got the we we have the Bengals. Speaking of the Bengals, heading to Detroit to take on the Mighty Lions. One pride. Who you got here? One pride. I mean, man, the Lions. I was reading some stat. I think they're the first team in NFL history or within the past 30 or so years to lose two games with a field goal of 55 yards or more as time expires. Granted, that's a very abstract stat, but it just shows it's the Lions. And I just keep wanting to pick them. You know, I wanted to pick them against the Vikings. I didn't. 
I wanted, I did pick him against the Bears. Of course, they lost, and they should have beaten the Ravens. You just, they're close, man. They're like right there. That's the thing with this team. They're scrappy. They'll, they'll give you everything they got. But man, they cannot finish a game. Uh, I got to go Bengals. The Bengals obviously gave the Packers everything they could handle. Bengals have looked solid top to bottom. Um, I'm, I'm liking what I've seen out of Burrow and what he's got with Jamar Chase. I know your boy, you hate him just because of that one uh, do it matchup, but. I'm going to go Bengals here on the road. Sorry, Detroit, but I got to do it. Detroit's going to get a win. It, it's just, you know, they keep stacking up against these teams with a lot of firepower, and it's just overwhelming to them. And Detroit's not even totally healthy either. So I agree yeah. with you. They're going to get a win. And everyone's talking about Dan Campbell, and they like the culture there, and I completely agree. It seems like people are really buying in, and the players are playing hard. It's real similar from a player standpoint, it's real similar to Jacksonville, but there's a major difference in the culture because of the coach. Way different. So, yeah, I, I agree. They're going to get a win. I I have a tough time picking against the Bengals in this one because of the weapons. Three stud receivers. Mixon mm-hmm. played enough, you know, to be effective. <laughs> if Burrow's enough. throat is not closed or whatever, like if Burrow's playing, I got to give it to the Bengals. But um, the Lions are going to get a win, and I think they're going to get a couple wins. Just need a little bit of like they need some easier matchups here. How, yeah, how about okay. pulling the Ravens and the Bengals, like pulling the AFC North this year? Maybe when they go against the Steelers or or the you know the Browns are tough too. I mean, I don't know. Uh, they'll get one at some point. They'll get one, and it's good to hear about the culture being better too. Because man, was it a dumpster when uh, Patricia was there? Yikes! So yeah, hopefully they'll be turning yeah. around soon. No doubt. All right, now we're heading to Indianapolis, where the Colts, who almost upset the Ravens, face the Houston Texans. A battle of one in four teams, my man. Yeah, I think they're two pretty different one in four teams, though. I mean, I think the Colts are <laughs> are a competitive one in four and are getting better and uh, have played some tough teams and have hung in there. The Texans, I'll keep saying it until Tyrod's back. I think Davis Mills is like fine, but Tyrod actually gives them a chance to win, and I don't think Davis Mills really does. And so I got to go Colts here at home. Uh, this is a divisional game, so they're they're going to take a little extra pride in that as well. And they want to hang in the division and, and have a shot at, at a bad record playoff team, and they could do it. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with you. the Colts. Uh, they're putting it all together too. And as you said, they've had some tough games. They got the Rams, obviously the Ravens, uh, also both winnable Seahawks. games. So that that re- yeah. that one and four record could easily be three and two, or you know maybe two and three. So they have that. They have it. It's just they can't. Haven't been finishing it. I know Carson got banged up a little bit, but yeah, I'm going Colts. Texans are almost, they should have beaten the Patriots, but showing they can't close games. Uh, going Colts, going Colts. Yeah. All right. We got the Rams. Speaking of the Rams, heading to New York to take on the Giants. We're not sure about Danny Dimes, if he's going to be playing or not. I got to think he's not playing, dude. That guy got completely no. jacked up. Um, who you like here? Uh, it's Rams. I mean, the Giants got torched by the Cowboys. Now they're even less healthy. It's it's Rams. Yeah, I agree. There's not a whole lot of analysis here. That defense no. is smothering and um, offense is, is clicking. I do like a lot of the pieces the Giants have on offense and I'm a big fan of Kadarius Tony and what he's doing already last couple of weeks. And I think he's, he's going to create problems. He's, yeah, I like a guy who can jack somebody in a helmet. I mean, that, that shows you like, I have no brain in my head. And I will do <laughs> he anything. is creating problems. You are correct. He is creating he is problems. Creating problems. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get, I get the rings on this one. <laughs> okay, so next matchup is up two, two, and three teams. Now, one is surprising. One is not as surprising, but the Chiefs are visiting the Washington football team. So, I don't know, man. This is a, 
a quote unquote interesting matchup. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> two teams are hard to figure out and two teams that have not, have not produced up to the level of expectations. The Washington defense has been terrible and they are, yeah. they are supposed to be amazing. They, they've paid so well, much money and so many first round draft picks for these guys and they're just not. And that's a, that's a Ron Rivera staple too, is his defense. And yeah, yeah. they've got so much talent on that side. Why have they not put it together? So sorry, keep going. Hard. Man. Yeah. Hard to figure that out. And then um, the chiefs offense has, has sputtered at times, which is like, on the complete opposite side of things. It's like, that's obviously their strength. Some teams think they may have figured out how to stop the whole Tyreek is killing us thing. You can't contain that guy for a whole season. It's just not going to happen. But um, I think Gut's telling me the Chiefs are going to come out here and say that we have got to turn this thing around and here's a soft defense. Let's go light it up. I'm going to go Chiefs, but, um, you know, Nathan Favre, look out. <laughs> He's going to be scrambling in comeback mode. It could get interesting. Yeah, and, you know, the Chiefs led by Andrew. I'm a big Andy Reid fan. I think his time at Philadelphia was great and what he's done here with Kansas City. They're not going to be losing they're not going to go on a losing streak, especially with the team he has. They're going to figure it out. And yeah, I'm, I'm picking the chiefs. I was even hearing rumors of a potential trade target of maybe one Odell Beckham to really retool that offense. So that'd be interesting to see, but I'm going KC over the Washington football team. That would be wild. You put Odell and Tyreek and Josh Gordon. Now, I, I mean, you talk about just like raw talent. That's, that'd be an incredible receiver room. I don't know how they would, how it would translate to the field, but that would be pretty sick. All right, we got uh, Minnesota heading to Charlotte to play Carolina Panthers. Who do you like here? This was a tough one for me. I really hesitated on this pick. You know, obviously the Panthers struggled and ended up losing to the Eagles last week, and the Vikings barely beat the Lions. So, man, talk about a team. I don't know. They're, this was hard just because of recent struggles on both sides. I wanted the Vikings to show up way better than they did in Detroit. I wanted Carolina to finish that game in Philly or with Philly. Oh man, I'm going to go with Carolina just because Dalvin Cook is still questionable, a little banged up. Although Madison's been looking really good, Cousins has also been kind of a Jekyll and Hyde with that offense. I mean, the past two games combined, they've scored what maybe 40 points. Um, so I like the Carolina D. They're really starting to shore that up, and I wish Gilmore was playing. That'd make it a little more solid for the Carolina yeah. pick, but. Donald's been solid. DJ Moore is a beast. Maybe they start getting Robbie Anderson involved. Um, Christian McCaffrey potential could be back, but probably not. But I'm still going Carolina at home. Just at home. That gives them the edge. Yeah, I, I like Carolina in this one too. And I agree with everything you said about these two teams. This, this I think, should and could be a really good matchup. Um, they're both like teams that can beat you if you're not playing your best game. But there's just something missing with both of them. I guess Carolina, uh, the defense getting banged up has kind of hurt them a little bit. But at the same time, they played great defense against Philly for three quarters. So I like the Panthers at home to turn things around. I think they're heading into the bye as well. So to your point, McCaffrey may sit out one more week uh, if he plays. I mean, I definitely like the Panthers then. So uh, give me Carolina in this one. Carolina. All right, this one's an interesting matchup uh, rounding at the 1 o'clock games. we got the Chargers visiting the Ravens. This, this is going to be a good one, Kemp. It is going to be a good one. It's a really tough one to pick as well. Um, these teams seem to be the cream of the crop in the AFC up there with the Bills. And I haven't been as much of a believer in either of them, honestly, until this week. I thought they were both Same. had some weaknesses. And I, I, I don't know, like, I guess I just wasn't totally on board. And then what the Chargers did against Cleveland on offense is just incredible. 
And then the Ravens, when they were completely down and out, just came storming back. I mean, Lamar and Herbert both vaulted into the MVP conversation with these games, I think. So really tough to pick. And it's in Baltimore. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I I trust, weirdly, I trust Herbert and that offense a little bit more than the Ravens offense. And I think when it boil, what it boils down to for Baltimore is really, if you can, you can't stop Lamar, but if you can kind of contain Lamar, you got Andrews, you got Hollywood Brown. That's really the only weapons they have. Whereas the Chargers have got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, Jared Cook's flashing, uh, Donald Parham is, has been good, and then of course Eckler's back there. Herbert can run. I don't know why he doesn't run, but he ran a decent amount in college. So I don't know. I think I think they've got confidence, and I think that's I think they're they're on something special. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with what you said. I'm surprisingly disagreeing with the pick. I am actually going Baltimore, which is surprising for me because I almost never pick Baltimore. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of them. <laughs> As you said, their offense just seems a little unreliable again when Marquise Brown is your headliner. But I mean, I guess maybe this is his coming out party. He's been showing it all year. We did. Hell, I did his blind resume last last episode and, and he's shoving it in my face. So that's why I got to stick. I got to stop picking against him because I keep shoving it in my face. I'm going with Baltimore. Just, I mean, what Lamar Jackson did last week was Superman-esque and it just shows you can never count them out. And I know the Chargers are playing awesome. You know, they should have had that one loss. It could have been a win. So they could as easily be 5-0 and right now. Herbert's looking great. Offense is looking amazing. So that's why this is a tough matchup. But I'm going to give the slight edge to Baltimore at home and just riding that high um, from that big Monday night win. Yeah, man, he did that. Lamar did that in Kansas City, too. Remember that game? I mean, he's just yeah. like, he's got a different mode this year that he can flip on. And when he does it, it's it's just like there's no one, no way of stopping him, including mm-hmm. his passing. You know, his passing has gotten lethal. That's the and- thing. He, he just set a record for, uh, I'm, again, I'm sorry, pulling out the random stats, but for throwing over 400 yards and throwing for 80%. Rushing for 50. And rushing, yeah, and rushing for 50. For 50 and as well. Throwing yeah, 80% yeah. in a 400-yard game. Like, that. And we, we always knock this guy for his arm and look what he's been doing. So yeah, that's why I'm riding him. They're, they're rolling. They are rolling. They don't have a running back, but I guess it doesn't matter. I guess he's, the, he's matter. the running back and who cares? Fat. Well, the weird Latavius Murray is back. I, there. Was, I was reading some article on ESPN that multiple teams have reached out to them to try and trade for one of their running backs. I'm like, why? But anyway, Ain't nobody trying to get Latavius Murray or Devonte Freeman. <laughs> Look, listen, Latavius Murray is Pumbaa, all right? I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, it that is. is Pumbaa in your backfield. He is charging through there. Now, to be fair, Pumbaa's got a couple of good moves, and if he if he gets riled up, He gets out. charged, man. Don't call me Mr. Pig. <laughs> call me Mr. Pig. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was it. Damn it, I blew that one. Blew it. All right, we've got uh, <laughs> this game. Good grief. Another impossible pick for me. We've got Arizona going to Cleveland. 5-0 Arizona going to Cleveland and just shot it out with the Chargers. What are you doing here? I did this pick begrudgingly, but I went with Arizona. Uh, and yes, while they are 5-0, and and it's going to be weird. What I'm saying is why am I picking them if after what I'm talking about? It's not like they've blown people out. I think they had one or two maybe true solid wins, but the rest of their wins have been close. But Titans also got blown a- out. Okay, there we go. The Titans got blown out. Titans, first, first week, one of them. blow out. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, what that's also showing me is that they have the stability and the the ability to win those close games when it's coming down the fourth quarter, making the plays they need to. You know, they've just looked solid. Kyler, obviously an MVP candidate. 
if DeAndre Hopkins is fully healthy, which he sounds like he's getting there. They relied on him heavily last week against San Fran. Uh, he's unstoppable. Connor and Edmonds have been a great pairing in the backfield. So, I mean, that offense is looking great. Chandler Jones on the defensive side, holy buckets. You know, he didn't want to be there in the beginning of the season. Now they're like, we cannot let you go because you are just unstoppable. So, yeah, they're putting it all together. It's tough on the road at Cleveland, but I got to go with the Cardinals. And maybe this shouldn't be as difficult as it is because all the stuff you just said about the Cardinals, they've got all these weapons, but you're right. They're they're winning games, but not cruising like you really think they should be. They seemed mm-hmm. unstoppable at times. And then other times, how do you put up 17 against San Fran? Like, I, I don't I didn't get that game. I was, yeah. I was shocked by that. And you're right. Connor and Edmonds have been a great duo in the backfield. They've got all the pieces you need. Um, defense is playing well enough, at least to let their offense outpace everybody. I don't know why I'm going with the Browns at home. I don't like their offense at all, but their defense is so good and they are running the ball extremely well. And it's so old school. And I don't like that style of football. I'd rather see the air raid, you know, basketball on grass. Like I love those kinds of offenses, but I don't know. I just feel like, uh, I feel like Cleveland's going to give them some trouble. I think miles Garrett's going to be chasing Kyler, just like he did Justin Fields all day long. And so, I'm going to go Cleveland. Why not? Hey, believe, I, I, believe land. Tough pick. Believe land. Wow. Okay. All right. This one, eh, this is kind of just like a bled matchup going out to the AFC West. We got the Raiders visiting the Broncos, both teams starting out three and O and both teams have lost two in a row. Who you got in this one? Yeah, I agree. I don't like this one at all. I, I think these teams are heading the wrong direction. I'm going to go Denver at home. Uh, Bridgewater getting healthier. Uh, too many distractions in Vegas. That whole that whole Gruden thing is that's a nightmare for a team. And he was the heart and soul, the culture of that team. I don't know. I, they're professionals. They'll rebound. They'll play fine. But uh, I'm going to go Denver. Yeah, as you said. I mean, it's never good when a coach has to resign five games into the season. So there are a lot of distractions going on there. Uh, Derek Carr didn't look good the last game anyway. Of course, when I picked him in daily fantasy, good times. Uh, Denver, even though they lost to the, uh, to the Steelers, they, they put up a valiant comeback effort. Uh, Cortland Sutton looked really good. Teddy Bridgewater coming back from the concussion had a good showing. So yeah, I got to give them the edge at home. I too am going with the Broncos and, and really hoping Cortland Sutton gives me like three touchdowns. Is that what I'm picking America? Am I putting <laughs> Cortland Sutton in? What do you think? Let me know. <laughs> I think he's your only good player. You got to play him at this point. <laughs> he's been balling out for you. All right. We got Dallas heading to new England to take on the Patriots who you got. Man, you know what? As much as it pains me, I'm going to pick Dallas. One, because I hate Dallas. I just do. And two, obviously, it's my Patriots. Patriots put up a great fight against the Bucks. They showed what they can do on defense. Obviously, they're going to come up with some schemes, trying to slow down that high-powered offense. But the Cowboys got too many weapons, and their defense is good enough to contain Mac Jones. I mean, again, he's not as if Mac is lighting up scoreboards by any means, but he is managing that offense really well, just making sound decisions. Just hearing uh, around the locker room, just reading stuff about Mac, they're just so impressed with his composure. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that he is staying in there, making the plays that need to, and knowing he's going to get hit. He doesn't get rattled. He knows it's coming, and he'll get knocked in the chin. There was a picture I saw. He was all bloodied on the sideline, and their center, Mark Andrews, was talking about it, saying he was just ready, made the next play, and doesn't matter what is going to happen to him. He wants to make the play and make it right. So I'm really liking my Mac. I'm liking what they're doing so far, but I just don't see them beating the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm. I was surprised about 
hearing about that about Mac because I don't think he ever got hit when he was at Alabama. So I'm surprised <laughs> he, he, can, he can take a hit. Uh, but yeah, I saw that picture too. He's bleeding all over his jersey and everything. You're like, and he didn't even care. So I mean, good good on him. I agree. Um, I don't think they're going to have the same. I mean, maybe Belichick does a rain dance and gets some more of that thunderstorm there and it can slow down the Cowboys. But the Cowboys are absolutely rolling right now. This might be the first game Trayvon Diggs doesn't have a pick. I would maybe give you that. Hey, you all right. Hang your hat on we'll take it. Because we'll uh, take it. Mac, to your point, Mac has been pretty conservative and very smart with the ball. But uh, yeah, I got Cowboys in this one. Too much, too much to handle. This is not the right Patriots team to take them down. True, unfortunately. How about how about the Sunday night game? Yeah, how about the Sunday night game? We got Seattle heading to Pittsburgh. Geno Smith coming to oh, Pittsburgh. God. If Geno returning Smith is to starting, the area, yeah, no kidding. If uh, if Geno Smith is your starting quarterback, you are in trouble. Um, I'm going Steelers. Steelers are, look like they're starting to pick it up together. Uh, I know Juju's out, but they still got some good weapons. Najee Harris is really coming into his own. He's still got Deontay and Chase Claypool. So Ben's putting it together. Showed his age a little bit, but hey, they're winning games. Seattle's going in the wrong direction. Even with Russ, they were struggling. And now with Geno, I'm sorry, there's there's no chance Geno is winning at Pittsburgh. I see. I think Geno is going to go down to Morgantown on Saturday <laughs> and tailgate, and he's going to be in pretty rough shape on Sunday. Um, yeah, I'm taking, I'm actually taking the Steelers as well. And it's mostly Gino, but to your point, I mean, the team seemed a little bit off anyway, uh, even with all the weapons they've had, couldn't quite put it all together. Um, the Chris Carson phantom injury has been a little weird. I'm not exactly yeah. sure what's going on there. Uh, I think Gino will be serviceable, but he's a guy who's averaged like 170 or 180 yards a game in his starts in his career. I mean, not, not a threat. And to your point, I think the Steelers are kind of getting going. I would expect a big Najee game. The Seahawks cannot stop anybody on the run. So I think Najee has a big game. I'm going Steelers. Steelers. And then Monday night, man, the matchup of the week. <laughs> He's shaking his head already. Buffalo Bills traveling to your Tennessee Titans. What's going to happen? This is one of the – so this is a game like the Titans will do this. Like this is the game the Titans could win. And people – and then all of a sudden people will be like, they're back. Like they're – like. If you'd asked me preseason if they could have won this game, I would have said this will be a slugfest, but they can win for sure. They have not shown me anything thus far in the actual season to tell me that they can do it. And I think a lot of that's just injury-based. You know, if A.J. Brown's fully healthy, if Julio's fully healthy and they're playing like they should, or if we had Corey Davis instead of Julio, like the team from last year, you know, where I don't know if there are ego issues. I don't I don't know what's going on with Julio, but if we had the same team from last year, I'd say this would be a good game because the Titans are a good team. Our defense looks terrible. 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 Josh Allen will probably throw for a million yards. I I I don't know how the Titans can win this game other than if they give the ball to Derrick Henry 50 times, which is what they're going to try and do. But the Bills have got a great defense. And so um, I don't think he's going to go for 200 in this game. So I got to go with the Bills, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry, man. Bills Mafia is going to get this one. You literally hit every nail on the head. So I got nothing to... Uh go against you so buffalo i too sorry sucks well we at least we have a few different picks here this week and uh yeah. interesting stuff that london game will be the first test we'll see the the jags go jags jag up i don't know what they're they're you getting up early to watch that one 8 30 not not that early around here for my household uh that damn my kids central will be, time zone that's right that's right yeah my kids will be rocking and rolling I'll be on my second cup of coffee by then well, all right, man. Now we went through our picks and pick them. You ready for a little uh, Lion King trivia? Lion King trivia. All right, man. Let's see. Bring it on. All right. I'm be honest, though. I mean, 
you, you and I talked about potentially doing the Lion King. So did you go and rewatch it? You say, hey, kids, I know it's nine o'clock at night, but want to watch some Lion King? <laughs> no, we did not rewatch it. Um, I will say that having kids has made me rewatch it a couple of times. Yes. So certainly it's fresher in my mind than it was when it came out in 94 or whatever. So um, it is it is my favorite Disney movie of all time. So I will put really? that out there. Wow. Yeah, it's number okay. one for me. Yep. That doesn't mean I'm going to know all the trivia, but... All right, man. You ready? Let's see. Let's see what we got. All right. I'm going to start you off with a toss-up. So this is literally a 50-50. I did this to you with Star Wars. Doing it again just to get your juices flowing. Make you think a little bit. On which eye is Scar's yeah. scar? <laughs> you knew that was coming? <laughs> I had a feeling this was coming, especially when you said the 50-50. I, I imagined it was uh, about Scar. Um, for... <laughs> For whatever reason, when I was rewatching this with my kids, um, I wouldn't have made this reference at the time. I don't. Well, it's, it's actually kind of around the same time. I was thinking of Left Eye because of TLC. TLC, Lisa Left Eye. And, uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was on his left eye. It was his left eye. Boom. TLC Boom. does no wrong. TLC for the win. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay, R. I. P. good one. Eye. One for one. Good start. All right, this might be a little harder, but not really if you really think of the scene. What dance does Timon do to distract the hyenas? The hula. The hula. He's got the little grass Boom. skirt going. Can you like sing his little dance? His little, I mean, his little little song he does. If you no, gave me a minute, way too I could fast. come up with it. He's I way think, too fast. Yeah, it's very fast. Yeah, I couldn't do Nathan it. Lane pulls out like a Robin Williams and speaks way too fast for that scene. But yes, it yep. is the hula. All right, two for yep. two. I might get to get. I might have to change some okay. questions, make them a little harder. Okay. What '90s heartthrob voiced young Simba? Oh, <laughs> uh, I know this one as well. Man. Yeah, he was a heartthrob, and um, the middle brother on Home Improvement, star yes. of the show. Good job, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. JTT is correct. Quick follow-up. This is not one of the questions. Who voiced uh, adult Simba? Do you know that? Um, Matthew Broderick? Well done. Yes. Ferris yes. Mueller himself. Matthew Broderick. Yes. Uh, that was an unofficial question, so I'm not giving you the point. Okay. Oh, well fine, done. fine. That was a pride fine. question. Pride question. All right. That was for pride. Oh, I see what you did there. Pride question. That's a good, uh, that's a good little uh, pun. Thank you. At the end of I Just Can't Wait to Be King... What animal sits on Zazu? Oh man, I'm thinking either elephant or giraffe. Um, maybe neither, but I'm going to go with <laughs> elephant. You are right. It was neither. The correct answer neither. is rhinoceros. <laughs> oh, dang. Great. <laughs> right right Gray. Nala, Simba, anybody? Yep. Just plops right down. Rhino. All right. Dang. That's all right. It's either elephant or giraffe. Yes, I love that. All right. Yes, Three for like, four. Whoa. All right. So do you want really hard or kind of hard? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If it's if it's like, you know, super duper obscure, I'm not sure I'm going to get it. But yeah, hit me with whatever you want. Whatever you're feeling. All right. I'll give you the choice. You ready? So uh, Timon, Simba, and Pumbaa are all stargazing, looking at the stars, having a conversation. Like, what do you think the stars are? 
And so Timon and Pumbaa each say their piece and Simba says, you know, I was told that they're the, uh, you know, spirits of our ancestors looking down on us. Give me either what Timon said they were or what Pumbaa said they were. So I know Pumbaa's was accurate, which was like a big balls of gas up in the sky. <laughs> and Timon said something like, it always comes back to gas with you, Pumbaa. <laughs> something to that effect. I remember. Yes. I do remember that. You are correct. Good job, my friend. Originally, I was going to ask you what Timon said, but that is pretty obscure. Do you have any idea what he said? Dramatic pause. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Fireflies or something like that. I don't know. Whoa! I don't yeah, I will give that to you. He says, and this was the quote: "Fireflies that got stuck in the big bluish black thing." So I will give you yes. credit for that little. Well All done. Right. Oh, nice. So that'll do it for you, man. I'll give you a five out of six with the little addition of Timon there. So good job, buddy. And a half point bonus as well. That was for pride. Take that. That was pride. pride. Matthew Broderick. Doesn't count. I'll take it. See? All right. Damn. It's the best Disney movie, man. What's your favorite Disney movie? Ooh. I mean, if we're going old school Disney, I would probably have to say Aladdin. Aladdin was pretty sweet. You can't beat Robin Williams. It's It's a close second for me. But then, like, here's the question now for kids growing up. Do you consider, like, the Pixar movies Disney? I mean, I know they're, I do. they're partners. Yeah, I would but say, you say so. Like, that's a Disney movie. I would say so. And, and, like, that's made it a lot more difficult because some of the newer stuff that our kids are watching are, like, really badass movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, if yeah. it's I would have to go, like, Incredibles up there in the top ten, especially kid movie-wise, maybe even top five. So that's why I'm just curious if, if you consider those true Disney, though. I do love the Incredibles. Yeah, I I always say Disney Pixar. So I think it's okay. part of it. And if they've got if they got rides at Disney World for the <laughs> for the movies, then they're part of Disney. <laughs> That's true. Valid. All right. Well, thank you for that trivia. Appreciate it. Trip down memory lane here. Let's hit up uh hit up some DFS lineups. See what we got going on. I think you shared last shared first last week. So I'll go ahead and drop a bomb on you with this one. You ready for Uh-oh. this? No. Coming in at quarterback, Nathan Favre himself, Taylor Heineke versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Wild card. 5,800. Yeah, the wild card, 5,800. I'm banking on that old Blake Bortles garbage time, or he's just going (laughs) to have to chuck it. Who knows, man? We'll see. Wow. You can put up points against Kansas City. So you can. Save me a lot of money by taking him. You did. It, so. To tell you the truth, he was probably like the third or fourth I was honestly thinking about when I was trying to save money. So, I'll, wow, yeah, I, I like it though. Trust me, I, trust me. I would have gone Josh Allen if I wanted to spend eighty five hundred or whatever because <laughs> that's going to get ugly. Uh, running back, I got Najee Harris. I mentioned him earlier against Seattle. I think he's going to get a heavy workload, and I also think he's going to catch a ton of passes. You know, you got Juju out now. He he got those twelve or whatever targets whenever Juju went down the last game. So. I got Najee coming in against Seattle. I'm doubling up with my boy Jonathan Taylor uh, against Houston, 6,600. Najee was 7,400. So I'm stacking my running backs pretty heavy this week, saving some money on the receivers. Um, I'm going to stack Taylor Heineke with Terry McLaurin for 7,100 against Kansas City. He was I got big Brandon for me Cooks. I him. Yeah, and I think I think this is a good matchup for him. I got Brandon Cooks, who has gone gotten forgotten over the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think that's entirely matchup dependent. I think it was because he was playing the wrong matchups, and I think he's going to bounce right back here against Indianapolis for 5,800. 
I got Emmanuel Sanders so I can get a piece of that Buffalo passing attack against Tennessee. Emmanuel Sanders at 5,400. I am triple stacking Washington with Ricky Seals Jones as a $3,000 tight end. (laughs) You're going all in on this football team. I'm all in on the football team. Um, $3,000. Again, you want to talk about saving money. It allowed me to do a bunch of other stuff. So I went as cheap as I could. Yeah, I had four catches for 48 or something last week. I mean, if I can get that this week, it pays off. Take it. In my flex, I'm taking Devontae Smith of the Eagles against Tampa Bay. I think they're going to have to shoot it out, and it's $6,000 buy. And then I'm taking that Bills defense against the Titans for $2,900. Okay. Uh, Viewers, you can't see this, but I'm literally throwing my hands up in disgust and putting hands over my eyes because we had, once again, three of the repeats. So kind of annoying, but just shows our I saw that face, yeah. Fight and sink. All right. But I like, wow, you really are Washington football teaming it up. You better just go buy a Heineke jersey. So please do that. You are wearing Tiki Barber right now, so that'll be your next purchase. I All am right, wearing Tiki here we Barber. Go for, for me, QB himself, Joe Burrow, is going to be lighting up them cigars against those Detroit Lions. He was 6,300. I, I like Joe. I mean, he's just solid all the way through going against a Detroit team, which is a lot of the times ripe for the picking. Uh, so especially if there's a two-minute offense, you know they're going to be going down the field, no problem. So that's let's go with Joey B. Running back, I too went with Najee Harris against the Seahawks, seventy four hundred. As Kemper said, it's that defense is ripe for Najee to go off. My other running back, uh, I played him last week, did well for me. I'm going to ride him again. Uh, Leonard Fournette versus the Eagles. He was a good price at fifty nine hundred. Uh, with that offense rolling, maybe they'll start focusing on the defense. Will start focusing on the the pass attack. So maybe Leonard will get some more uh, some more action. Yeah, Wide receiver I like that play. Wide receiver, I'm coming back to him. One of our favorites, Cooper Cup, going against the Giants, $7,900. Yeah, I like that a lot. They'll be passing a lot in that first half. And granted, he might not be doing much in the second half because it'll be a blowout, but hoping he gets his in early. And then my second wide receiver, Devontae Smith, that Tampa Bay Bucks. The secondary is so banged up. Jalen Hurts, as we talked about, could do a lot of things, maybe in, in garbage time. So he was worth it for 6000 and then for my third wide receiver, talked about this guy on blind resumes a couple weeks ago. Doing the same stuff as one DeAndre Hopkins is Hunter Renfro. Going with yes. the Raider, <laughs> going with the Raider versus the Broncos. He was a cool $4,900, so I thought it was a good value pick. Uh, you know, he's just doing sol- putting up solid numbers. Can't hurt it for 49 At my tight end, I am doubling up the Hunters and going with Hunter Henry. Uh, going against okay. the Cowboys, the, the Patriot himself. He's had a couple good games back-to-back. I think Mac is maybe looking for him as a safety valve in the red zone. Uh, Patriots always love that tight end in the red zone anyway, so I think Hunter might be that guy. So I'm hoping it is. Uh, for my flex, same minds, man. Emmanuel Sanders versus your Titans, $5,400. Going to be uh, opening up there. And then, this is just gross, but I had no money left. Uh, my defense is the mighty london jaguars themselves going against the dolphins hey there you go they're gonna they're gonna take care of business probably get a pick six <laughs> pick six fumble get six. a couple Who safeties knows? you know watch yeah. what. <laughs> they might tear it up uh i like that lineup all right i'm i'm okay with that the double hunters threw me off a little bit that was that was a pretty <laughs> stealthy move i like that Ooh, and i agree yes. i think hunter henry is kind of uh he's pulling away from johnny smith as as max favorite target right now so yeah, yeah that, could, that could pay off pretty well for you. I'm so worried about Cooper Cup because 
I took him. You remember I had this, like, I will not not take Cooper Cup and let him beat me. And I played him twice, and he didn't do a whole lot. And now I'm off of him. Here comes Vengeance, another 40-point game. He's coming yeah. back. Here he comes. So watch it happen. I'm nervous about that more than anything else. But, all right, I think we have, I think about ourselves some good matchups. Yeah, should be a good one. All right, let me give you a few sportsbook bets. And um, I feel decent about some and not great about others. So this is a bit of a tough week. They get tougher each week. Um, I actually don't think New England can keep it that close against Dallas. I'm going Dallas minus three and a half in this one. I thought that spread was a little bit too low. I think it'll be closer that to a touchdown and, and honestly it could be more. So I'm taking Dallas minus three and a half. I'm taking Kansas City minus six and a half. This one makes me a little nervous wow. over Washington. I do think Washington is going to sling it, but... I also just you, think Kansas City picked, has got... You picked three Washington players, man. <laughs> they can still lose by a touchdown and put True. up big points. It could be just a really high-scoring game. Um, I think Kansas City has got to come out and obliterate somebody to build their confidence back up. And I think, unfortunately, Washington's in the crosshairs. I think the uh, Chargers and Baltimore game is going to go over 51.5. So I took the under on the Chargers last week. Shame on me. Both these teams are explosive. <laughs> They don't show any signs of stopping anybody. Seems like 51 and a half was an easy target for me to go over. Watch it be a nine to six game, but that's what I'm taking. <laughs> I'm taking the over. Parlay for me this week, I'm taking Tampa Bay over Philly. It's a minus 280. Dallas over New England is a minus 180. Kansas City over Washington is a minus 300. Put them together, you get plus 181. And I'll take those odds. I think all three of those teams will handle their business. What are we thinking for the do it bet this week? Do it. Do it do it oh man i we were talking about this we were struggling to come up with one but i honestly think let's do it for tonight we got to do our our quarterback boyfriends um if you're cool with it i'm good with taking tom brady <laughs> are you good with that i feel, I feel like a chump saying i'll take jalen hurts over tom <laughs> brady but um i am a chump so why not yeah sure i what say this this is awful this sentence is going to sound awful well, go ahead let, let me let, let you caveat first well, I was going to give you a caveat. We'll keep Jalen Hurts in the mix. I'll let you pick Justin Fields if you are if you want to do that instead. Instead of Tom over Tom Brady? Yeah, so I would get Jalen Hurts and you would get Justin Fields. Oh. No, I don't want I don't want Justin Fields over anybody right now. Okay. I, I yeah. That's fair. I still believe in Justin Fields, don't get me wrong. Right. I believe in him. I have no faith in their system whatsoever. Um, but this is this is a dumb statement of the week. I say Jalen Hurts has more fantasy points than Tom Brady this week. I say Tom Brady has more fantasy points than Jalen Hurts this week. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Wow. Bold bold statements, man. You don't feel confident. I understand. But, hey, sometimes you just got to go on those limbs. Tom Brady could just be, I feel. Listen. It's his thumb. Watch out for that thumb. I feel confident enough to do it. I mean, I'm not like – I don't think it would be at, like astronomical – for it to happen. And I think, I think to your point with Fournette in your lineup, I think Tampa Bay could run the ball pretty effectively against Philly and Brady may not have to throw all that much. And Philly secondary, I guess is better than their run defense. So I don't know. Uh, I think Jalen's going to be playing comeback. Did you say you're confident enough to do it? Do it. I'm confident enough to do it, do it. All right, Timon, I think we're to wrap this thing up. I would recommend you not stand downwind for me at any point in the next couple of hours. And Kemp, let's fold Kemp, in this not cheese. In front of the, not in front of the kids. Not in front <laughs> of the kids. And I think this episode has been slimy yet satisfying. 
And on that, keep on folding. Fold it. I'm watching you. Watching you. Wazowski. Where's your paperwork? You didn't turn in your time card, Wazowski.